Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Tomorrow's gonna be better than today. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here on the Golf News Network, uh, AM860 in Portland. Uh, KFCI in Texas, KO something or other in Tulsa. I don't know. It's we got a bunch of them, but uh, this segment is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended, and also Birdie Ball. Great, great uh, products there. Uh, if you want to practice in your backyard or putt in your living room or what have you, go to birdieball.com there. Um, I've asked our friend Bob Herring from Sports Illustrated to come back. And uh, it's been almost a month since the big announcement uh, of the PIF and um, live and tour and all of that caught everybody off guard. And Bob's been covering this story extensively as much as he can, because they never give you too much information, but I, so I asked him about that. And also we're going to talk about the U S open and the PGA just for grins and giggles. Anyway, welcome back, buddy. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So good to have you. Um, well, let's talk about the U S open and the, and the PGA. Uh, the PGA was to me was a little different just because of you know, the live thing in the air type thing. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it's just been a different year to me all the way around. And then you, and, you know, they were saying about, could people play, couldn't they play this and that so on and so forth. And then you, you know, a couple of weeks later, we get to the U S open um, and people could play in that. And, I think one thing, Bob, that people were shocked about is <clears throat> on the uh, on the range, you saw live players coming up and talking to their old buddies on the tour, and it was just like I hadn't seen you since yesterday. You know, they were shaking hands, hugging, joking. I I think that almost disappointed some people. Yeah, I mean, I think I think where where a lot of people have missed this is that. I think among the players, while they might not have agreed with the decision to go, they understood the decision. Sure. And they, they tried to, um, you know, like make that be separate from the whole entity of live. And uh, obviously there was some polarizing figures over there uh, with live golf. But for the most part, these guys like a guy like Dustin Johnson. They like Kepka. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys still like Bryson. There's, you know, Kevin Na or, 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 you know, Louis Oosthuizen, uh, Schwartzel, who was at the masters, you know, these are good guys for the most part. They like right. these guys. 
And I think there was a sense that we're not going to begrudge them their decision. And look, let's be honest, they're all going to benefit from it. They, they were benefiting from it before this announcement. The, the increase in purses, these designated events, you know, there's going to be probably eight events next year, uh, possibly eight, nine events without a cut, which means if you qualify for those tournaments, you're guaranteed to getting paid. Uh, there's never been that many. And, and obviously $20 million purses, I think we're finding it's not sustainable. It's too much. Yeah. This is sort of the latest, you know, realm, you know, realm of all this. That's part of the problem. Part of the reason why I think the tour reached out to them is that they, they got in over their heads. Um, but the bottom line is the players are going to benefit. They were benefiting one way or the other. If they didn't go to live, they were still going to do really, really well. I mean, Rom and Scheffler have each won more than $15 million this year already. They've still got the whole FedEx Cup playoffs to go. They've got another major to play. Um, you know, they could get to $20 million in earnings. You're going to have a bunch of guys make more than five or six, you know, and, and next year, a, a good chunk of money is going to be guaranteed. So um, I, I think some of the, uh, the thought that they should have, like, turn their back on their, on their old friends is a little misguided. Yeah. Do you think the tournaments that are not the elevated tournaments, I've, I've read stuff. I, I know you've read it too. Some of the sponsors are not happy for the ones that didn't get the elevated status, didn't make the selection there. And they're kind of saying, why do I want to dump? five or $10 million into a tournament. Now, when all the, all the publicity for the most part and all that is going to go to the elevated tournament. Exactly. Well, and it's more than five to 10 million, uh, a regular event on the PGA tour, which has an eight or $9 million purse typically costs a title sponsor these days, about 14 million. So now if you are, Let's say just let's pick one. Let's say um, uh, next year, pick one in February, say, well, whatever the Honda Classic is, right. it's not going to be called that anymore. They're almost assuredly not going to get top guys because they're going to be the week before Arnold Palmer and the Players Championship. And there's going to be one week before them, the Mexico tournament. But two weeks before that will be two designated events. It's a perfect time to take off. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in theory, you're going to have all of the top 50 guys in the designated events. If they don't play, it's because they just want a week off. It's not, it's not likely to be because they're going to pick Honda instead. Yeah. So, yeah, some of these tournaments now, some of them are going to get guys like John Rahm's going to still play Tory Pines. Oh, uh, yeah. Mike, you know, like if, Let's say, you know, like next year, uh, Tony Fino is going to go defend his title at the Mexico Open. Sure. Um, you know, Rom played, won the American Express in Palm Springs this year. He'll play there. There will still be guys who play the Sony. Obviously, Torrey Pines is a, is, a, is, a, is a big one. Phoenix is not expected to be a de designated event again. It still will get its players and have huge crowds and everything. See, if I think Phoenix, let me interrupt you for a second there, Bob. I'm sorry, but I think Phoenix is going to be kind of like the Kentucky Derby. You know what I mean? It's a it's a one-off, even though they're not wearing hats and drinking mint juleps there, they're they're drinking whatever's cold, 
I used to live in, in Scottsdale. So, yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, if they didn't make the elevated events, I think that's fine. I think that that'll survive because that whole city, that whole Maricopa County down there turns out for that thing. And it's crazy. They don't need it, really. Mm -mm. You know, uh, but the thing is, is that the title sponsor might think it's important for TV ratings. Yeah. And that's and that's where th that's where this whole thing rests is same with like Wells Fargo this year was a designated event. They, they've always had good fields. Their date is such that it's perfect. It used to be the week before the players, which was a great date. And then when the players moved, they moved to two weeks before the PGA. It was it was a perfect spot for a guy right. who didn't want to play the week before the PGA to hone his game. And some guys made, made that their first tournament back after the Masters. So they always had good fields. Yeah. Well, now you have to pay all the extra money to be a designated event, and you get, okay, a better field, but how much better? This year, they didn't even have Scheffler and Rom at, at Quail Hollow. So, you know, those guys decided to make it their week off. Uh, and next year, there's no guarantees. You don't have to play any of them. Yeah. But yeah. but so, you know, to back to your original point, there's got to be consternation among some of these tournaments. The Houston Open, the Valero Texas Open, uh, New Orleans, the New Orleans event, the team event. Right. Um, you know, the John Deere, which is next week. Uh, this year's Rocket Mortgage is doing OK. But I mean, you know, when you're the Rocket Mortgage following the U.S. Open and a designated event at, at Travelers, and then two weeks down the road, you know, road is the is the open. The open. It's gonna be right. tough. Right. It's gonna be tough. Is that your cat? Yes, it is. Good I have, I have one too. So it's, it's all good. Yeah. Bob's got a cat. Ours is a tuxedo kitty, by the way. Um <laughs> do you uh, and we're gonna run out of time on this segment, so I'm just gonna go ahead and take us to break. But when we come back, I want you to think about something, Bob. I want you to think about on those, just call them non-elevated tournaments. If a if a group of golfers got ticked off, five or six of them, I read this. Uh, think they could just go make their own tour with a bunch of those non-designated, um, elevated. I mean, events. Anyway, we're gonna ask that question to Bob when we come back here on Grilling at the Green. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. We're fortunate to have Bob Herrig with us from uh, Sports Illustrated. Bob's been covering this stuff for a long time. Also, we'd like to tell you, if you're really into barbecue like I am, uh, I, I've got a product I recommend for you. It's called pig powder and it's, uh, sold right down the street from Bob's house there. And, uh, it's, uh, was created by Leanne Whippen, who's my co-host on the barbecue show and created by her father. And it is called pig powder. I use it on everything. I use it on pork and, and, and beef and chicken and all that. I use it on vegetables and salads. It's very good. So just go to pigpowder.com. If you buy enough of it, Leanne will send, uh, send you an autograph picture like that. Um, Maybe good luck in getting that. I've she's been working with me for two years. I still don't have a picture of her. Anyway, uh, back to Bob Herring here from uh, Sports Illustrated. Somebody floated that idea a couple of days ago, Bob, and I don't remember who it was. 
but they they said, you know, there's a bunch of guys that aren't in the top 10, they're not in the top 25, whatever. And even though they may be guaranteed payments next year at some things, what if they just were disenchanted with the whole thing and did what Arnie and Jack and those guys did, you know, 40 years ago or whenever it was. And they pick off a dozen of these uh, other other events where the sponsors get disgruntled because they're not getting the TV time and stuff that we just talked about. Is that a is that a possibility? Um, I think it would be difficult yeah. um, because, first of all, it would require them to no longer be members of the PGA Tour. I mean, that's what this whole live thing has been about. I mean, when you when you become a member of the PGA Tour, you agree to follow their rules, which are, you know, play a minimum of 15 events. And if you're going to play outside of the PGA Tour, um, you need to get our permission. And they typically get it granted three times but they never get it granted for domestic events. And also, you know, the tour, you sign away your media rights, right? You can't, you can't appear playing golf uh, on TV or even online, even streaming um, without the tour's permission. So you would, you would, it, for them, for there to be another tour, there would have to be the understanding you're leaving the PGA tour. Okay. So now, all right, if they're all good with that and you've got enough guys willing to do it, all right, are you going to get enough sponsors to line up? Are you going to get a TV deal? Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you willing to play for less money? Because if the sponsors are disgruntled, they're clearly disgruntled because they think they're paying too much, so they're going to want to pay less. Mm-hmm. And so that means the purses have to be less. Um, and, you know, are you going to want to turn your back on, you know, probably the best pension plan in sports, Um you know, for, for all, for all the complaining and I, listen, I've, I've been behind a lot of this and feeling that, the, that the players deserve some guaranteed money, but there's a ton of perks for being on the PGA tour. You know, they do have a health plan. Um, yep. They, they have an unbelievable pension. The FedEx cup is, you know, even if you don't make it to the playoffs, you get a nice chunk of money put in your, in your retirement. That's not your money. You know, most of us t- put money in a 401k or a, or a yep. work retirement plan. And it's out of our pay. Well, this is extra. It's not out of their earnings. It's extra, you know? And so there's a lot of things that you'd be having to say no to, to make something like that work. Uh, and and it's, that would require a lot of effort. Uh, uh, it's an interesting idea, certainly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and yet it does show that there, this whole thing has just created so many factions, you know? And the tour used to always be about kind of trying to take care of the masses. And now they've shifted towards trying to take care of the stars. And the stars had always complained, Phil among them, why are you taking care of those guys? We're the ones who, you know, who bring all the attention. And now maybe it's shifted too much to the stars mm-hmm. you know, because uh, they're having a hard time paying the bills. And there's not necessarily evidence to suggest that those high fees can be supported. I'm pretty sure those checks from the tour um, beat the three or four percent matching funds you get from your employer in your retirement. Right. Yeah, just throwing that out there. Yep. Uh, um, well, I find it very interesting because, uh, to me, it looks like this thing's going to go full circle, Bob, to, in in kind of a way, in in my little warped way of thinking. You started with the tour. Greg Norman has been pissed at the tour for a million years for 
he's got his own reasons. Um, he's wanted to create something like this. He finally got somebody to back him. Here they are poking each other with uh, legal pencils for almost two years. They're doing that. It's costing the tour money. It's cost the tour, uh, in some quadrants, respectability almost. Um, it costs the Saudis a lot in some of those things. Some of them they don't particularly care for. They got more money than God, so they don't, you know, that's they got their own ATM in the back. But <clears throat> I'm not sure the whole thing was very good for golf. But again, I say it's coming in full circle because of the agreement and the announcement three weeks ago. All of a sudden, some of those fractions seem to be trying to get healed over somehow. They're not quite sure how to do it in in very particular instances but they're trying to heal that over and that just it's like a hula hoop to me i don't know right. if you if you you know can think that analogy like that but that's just the way my mind works which isn't always good sometimes <laughs> but the, but the point is we started here we went around here we fought we yelled we screamed we called each other names we did this we had guys on tv raising hell about this or that or the other thing and then all of a sudden here we are now we're all buddies and we're all friends. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's more a marriage of convenience, um, you know, and and that they're they're not going to be all that close. Um, I've wondered about that. Um, it's easy to say now, but it makes you wonder if they would have had a little more foresight if they could have worked something out in the beginning. Yeah, because if you're going to end up working with them anyway, then you know, maybe you should have tried to do it at the beginning and you could have staved off a lot of this angst and you could have worked out a plan that would have worked for all. I mean, at the beginning of all of this, the PIF was really just interested in getting into golf. You know, they wanted to sponsor events on the European tour. Um, they've put together their own tournament called the Saudi International, which was on the European tour for three years. Um, you know, they've wanted a, a seat at the table. You know, they've got this mm -hmm. Aramco series in women's golf that funds uh, the ladies European tour, several events, which pay purses that are way bigger than most of their events. Nobody really talks much about that, but that's Aramco is the Saudi oil company. Right. And they, you know, they have a big foothold there. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to take another break. We're going to be back with uh, Bob Herrig from Sports Illustrated. Uh among other venues, right after this, you're listening to Grilling at the Green on the Golf News Network on iHeartRadio. Do you know who was named the best putting mat in 2022 by my golf spy? It was the mats from Birdie Ball. It'll help you sink more putts and make more birdies with a Birdie Ball putting green, all in the comfort of your own home. Check out Birdie Ball online at birdieball.com. Birdie Ball is here to make golf more fun and accessible. Find out more at birdieball.com. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. Again, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. Bob, I want to tell you something about Painted Hills. They're, they're from a little community in eastern Oregon called Fossil. Because there's fossil beds there. Okay. Cool little town, cow town, kind of, you know, in uh, all that. Um, but 
what's kind of interesting about Painted Hills is the fact that there are actually Painted Hills over there. And they, uh, you can see, you can look them up, see pictures of them, and they look like somebody took paintbrushes and went along the sides of the hills, and and did that. So if you ever get up this way, um, they do that. And also, they have happen to have a six hole golf course that they built a little town outside a fossil called Kinsey, which there was a big lumber mill there. Of course, in the Northwest we had lots of lumber mills at one time. They sold the lumber mill. They sold the mill. They sold the mill. They sold the houses. They sold the fencing. They sold everything. There's nothing left up on that hill except the golf course. And it was, for a long time, it was the only PGA-rated six-hole golf course in the country. So there you go. I'll just tell you that. Kind of a fun fun place to play. Um, great. Yeah, it is. It, it's quirky, but it's fun. You might, you know, putt over an elk track or something, but you just never, you're never sure. So... What happens to Greg Norman? Yep, among the many mysteries. Um, he almost seems to be uh, acting as a figurehead right now. And, um, you know, that's the other thing. They're, they're, play, they're playing their first event this week at Valderrama in Spain um, since, since all this went down. And there, other than what Yasser Al-Rumayan said on the day of the announcement, Within the press release and on CNBC, I believe he did one or two print interviews, very brief. There's been nothing from the PIF or Live side. Um, I got some intel on a meeting that a Zoom meeting that Norman had the next day, in which he he spoke positively. And this this is you know business as usual. This opens up the up the doors. The barriers are down. We're we're charging ahead. But like you know, what is he supposed to say? You know, if you are going to try to operate in the short term, you you can't really project doom and gloom. Now, there might not be reason to project doom and gloom. We really don't know. Right. But Norman has said nothing. Nobody from Live has said anything publicly other than some of the players who have acknowledged that they heard themselves from Yasser. He called them on the day of the announcement to give them a heads up and basically just told them this is going to be good. Hang in there. No details. To my knowledge, at this point that we're talking, there has been no definitive word. Now, if there has an organization that has dozens, if not hundreds of people, you know, whether they're, you know, employees or contractors or hired by the event, um, if if they have told them things, they have done an incredible job of keeping the lid on it. Um, And uh, if they haven't, it's got to be concerning to those people. There's a lot of everyday folks working for Live, you know, yep. TV production people, communications people, the course setup people, sales people, all sure. that kind of stuff. And if if they're not being told anything, uh, that's that's got to be, you know, uh, they got to be wondering if their check is cashing every every time. So, um, next step, you know, they have an event this week. It, it would be nice. If as an organization, they said something, what does this mean? I mean, the, internally, the word I get is that they are planning for 2024. You know, they had already been working on their schedule and venues and some of them they had deals with. And it sounds like until they're told otherwise, they're going to keep going. Sure. And I guess as long as, as long as they're allowed to keep spending, they're going to keep spending. Uh, but um, it sure makes it hard for them to make good on their goal of, 
selling franchises and selling sponsorships within these teams, which there was one announced last week. Uh, the team that Holter is captain of, the Majestics, signed a deal with a crypto company, which is sort of like a player deal would be, you know, an endorsement deal. Mm-hmm. But all of the guys will have the branding and, you know, they'll have stuff at their events. And the way this was supposed to work was all 12 of these teams were supposed to be doing this on their own and paying their own way. And they, that, that, that would allow them to, to, to pay a, uh, you know, to, to, to pay staff, to probably pay the expenses and travel of the caddies and the, and the players, maybe even to give some money to the players as well. But I mean, how are you going to sell that stuff if you can't tell a sponsor, well, you know, we have a future beyond this year. Who's going to want to get involved? So unless you want to just sponsor for the last seven events of the year. Yeah, I don't think it helped just from my experience in business, Bob, but I don't think it helped when after the announcement and then uh, Jay Monahan come out, came out and said, I just don't see a scenario where live is going forward. I'm paraphrasing, you know, the exact yeah. verbiage there, but when you say that, <clears throat> and he's supposed to be the head of the new co uh, whatever they're i don't they don't even have a real official name yet i think they, they just, don't they just no. call it Nuco, uh which is short for a new company but when when the guy who's gonna run it comes out and says that it's gotta send some shivers up and down some spines not only of employees and and front people and maybe the players not so much the players but then potential sponsors going forward they're gonna right why, why are we even talking about this? We don't know what's happening. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, uh, uh, the, thing, the thing that Jay said, I actually asked him that question that day. I was on a, on a video call and I asked him, do you see a scenario in which Liv is playing next year, you know, in, in sort of in the same realm that they are now? And he said, I, I don't really see that scenario. Yeah. He answered it pretty point blank. And if you look at the at the paperwork that just came out Monday, um, you know, wh- where the the actual framework deal was leaked because they, they sent it to a U.S. Senate uh, Senate committee that's investigating. <laughs> and, and I guess I don't know if the tour leaked it or um, I'm guessing they did. You know, it that was spelled out in there that that Jay Monahan will, you know, he has the, the ability to decide Liv's fate. But yet there's another point in there that says that the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour will act in good faith to try to see that Liv golf events get OWGR points. That's been a huge fight in this thing the whole time. I mean, there's been the, the idea that Monaghan and Keith Pelly of the DP World Tour are on the OWG, OWGR board. They've had to recuse themselves when it comes to discussions of live, you know, four of the sure. other spots on the board are held by, by the heads of the major championships. And, you know, live has been stuck in limbo. They've played over a year now and they don't have world ranking points and whether or not you believe they should get them or not, you know, they do have a bid in front of them and it's not been acted upon. So now but part of the agreement is, is they're going to make a good faith effort to get them points. But on the other hand, Jay Monahan can shut the whole thing down. Like some of it just doesn't jive, you know, and and like if depending on what side you're on and what you want to believe, 
you can spin that however you want. If I hate live and want live to go away, I'm pointing to that phrase in there. Jay Monahan gets to decide. Yasser signed the agreement. It's up to him. Why would he want them around? If I'm on the live side of it, I'm going, wait a minute, they have a clause in here that says they're going to, you know, that, that live is going to exist and that, uh, you know, that, that they need to, they're going to give a good faith effort to get them world ranking points. I'd be all over that. And plus live is, of course, the, the live supporters are all over the idea that ultimately, while Yasser might not have the power in title, he's going to have the power with the money. Right. And, and so, you know, he could say, look, Jay, you know, it's your call, but. If, if you decide to shut it down, I, and I, I'm not in agreement with that, and I'm not going to give you money for X. So, you know, that's just the, obviously so much of this is hypothetical, but I can, actually, see, can see that playing out that way. I actually think it's, in a way, it's a sh- very shrewd, almost lawyerish deal, because if the, if the language says <clears throat> best interest world uh golf ranking points maybe they you know and monahan's no dummy uh he can put something together where they say okay we're gonna go back for the last year and a half and we've we figured out a formula to give the live players points Mm -hmm. okay so they they award them those points they welcome them back to their respective tours whether it's dp or or the pga tour here and then Liv is gone. We're going to take another break. We're going to be back with Bob Herrick from Sports Illustrated and um, a golfer in his own right. Maybe we'll talk about that in after hours. Anyway, we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling It's Green. I'm JT. We're talking with Bob Herrick today. Um, don't forget to get out there and uh, get your birdie ball products. Uh, voted in 2022 the best indoor putting green by my my golf spy. So there you go. You know, uh, something a little different, Bob. Golf is up across the country. Uh, I saw the National Golf Foundation chart today. And it's up in different areas. Ours up, ours up here in the Northwest was like up 10 or 11%, so on and so forth. But do you think because of, and this all kind of ties in together, you've had the conflict between the tour and live, and you've had, you know, Tiger's not playing. Rory hasn't been lighting them on fire all year. He's had good weekends and not so good weekends and this type of thing. From a television standpoint, I actually think there's viewer fatigue on some things. One, they're they're trying to watch tournaments that, you know, maybe Rory or or you know, and you don't have Kepka and Johnson and these guys, they're not playing in. You have to go over to the CW to stream it if they happen to have a live broadcast that week. You do that. Uh, but I was reading online about some people actually complaining about that. They said we are personally playing more golf because we've got viewer fatigue from all the crap that's going on in the pro circuit on the guy side. Interesting. Is that yeah. feasible? Uh, possibly. I mean, I do think there's some people that that are not that are tired of this story. Um, I will say from from our standpoint in the in the world of covering golf, there's never there's not been a story that's created as much interest as this. Not 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 since 
you know, to be honest with you, since Tiger scandal, right. That, that, that was on the same level. That was amazing. It was came out of nowhere, just like this, <clears throat> you know, nobody could have, could have predicted what was about to come. We had months of uncertainty with, with the, you know, the, the biggest name in the game. And this is similar to that. It, it, whether it surpasses it or not, I think is, is up for debate. Recency bias probably has me leaning towards this. I, I, I was around back then and I can remember how, how uh, you know, that was a never ending saga also. Um, but, but, you know, this seems bigger just because it, it's going to impact the, the game in general uh, as it's played at the prep professional level profoundly, I think. Yeah. And we just don't know how. You know, Tiger's, Tiger was one guy. There were a lot of times when he didn't play anyway, and golf had to live without him. And obviously it was a huge story. He was only, what, 32 or three years old at that time. Um, you know, it was, it was amazing for that to all come down at that point in his life when he had so much golf left. Uh, but still, there was a sense that, okay, you know, he'll get back to it at some point. Um, we don't know what we're going to get back to at some point. Um, it could be status quo through next year, but if, what if nothing's resolved? I mean, what if we get to January, nothing's resolved. There's going to be this constant murmuring. This will be a subject line, a storyline everywhere. Uh, you know, what's new with this? What are you hearing? If there are resolutions, then we're going to be talking about how it's going to be implemented and what right. it means. It's just sort of one of these things that, that doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon. Well, once you get, uh, <clears throat> Once you get Congress messing around with something, it's going to go on forever. You know, more hearings, more this. There's going to be a lot of grandstanding on each side. Um, you know, monopoly things looked at, that the Saudi money thing looked at in all this. But I, I will tell you this, Bob. I have a friend who worked in Saudi Arabia. He's the guy that actually got me over there 35 years ago to do the work I did. And he just, we were talking on the phone a few weeks ago. He goes, it was inevitable. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, it was inevitable. He goes, this was going to happen. He goes, those guys at PIF and all that had this stuff in their sites for several years. And um, because a lot of the, the, the princes and the third and fourth tier princes and what have you over there, cousins, they're all related in the, the royal family and all government positions, believe me, on that for the most part. But they like to go to Europe. A lot of them like to play golf. They they go to the Emirates on the weekends and they party because they can't mm -hmm. drink in the kingdom and all this kind of stuff. And he, and he, my friend said, it's just inevitable that this was going to happen. He yeah. wasn't he wasn't for or against it. He was just stating the fact. So uh, Bob and I are going to pick this up in after hours because I burned up all our time there BSing. But um, Bob Harry, Bob's got some new posts up there on Sports Illustrated's uh, website, and uh, I always look forward. I look forward to reading yours and Van Sickle's pieces all the time, not just because I know you two, but they're very well written. You're both uh, award-winning writers and journalists, and you you put the work in, and I will pay you that compliment. You put the work in. I read some stuff by other people, and they just kind of phoned it in, I think. But anyway, that's just me. Uh, but Bob, thank you. And Bob and I will be back with After Hours here in just a few minutes. So don't go away. You're listening to Grilling at the Green on the iHeart uh, Golf News Network radio network.
24-7. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.